Welcome to Living Fit with your hosts, James and Karen Roberts. This show promotes great health through good nutrition and physical activity, believing that in these last days that God wants us to prosper and be in good health. Before starting any exercise or nutritional plan, please talk with your physician. And now here are your hosts, personal trainers, and lifestyle coaches, James and Karen Roberts. Well, hello and welcome back to Living Fit with James and Karen Roberts. Today we're going to be continuing again with things that may be prohibiting you from losing weight. Uh, but first we're going to get into Karen's fit tip and then we'll be back to uh, give you some tips on what may be causing your weight gain. Hi, and thank you once again for joining me this terrific Tuesday for our fit tip of the week. And this is going to be about getting rid of high cholesterol. But first, I want to start with a verse from the Bible. Luke 12, 22 says, And he said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. All right, so between 2015 and 2016, <coughs> excuse me, the CDC found that 50% of all men aged 60 years and older were taking a medication to lower their cholesterol. Among women, that figure was 38%. And currently, studies show that Americans are being diagnosed at a younger and younger age. Now, cholesterol is a waxy substance that is found in the fats in your blood. So while your body, ne your body needs and can make cholesterol to continue building healthy cells, having high cholesterol increases your risk of heart disease. When you have high cholesterol, um, you may develop fatty deposits in the blood vessels, eventually enough that it will make it difficult for the blood to flow through your arteries causing a heart attack or a stroke. And although high cholesterol can be inherited, it is often the result of unhealthy lifestyle choices, thus making it a preventable and treatable disease. There are no symptoms for high cholesterol. So a blood test is the only way to determine if you have high cholesterol. Some of the risk factors that you should be aware of include poor diet, obesity, having a large waist circumference, lack of exercise, smoking, and being diabetic. These risk factors could lead to chest pains, heart attack, or stroke. So what steps can you take to reduce high cholesterol? Well, here's four. You wanna eat a low salt diet, that includes many fruits and vegetables and whole grains. That's number one. Number two, limit the number of animal fat you consume. Choose good fats like nuts and avocados. Number three, exercise on most days of the week for at least 30 minutes. Set a goal to reach a healthy weight for your height and make sure your waistline is not wider than your hips. This is key to keeping diseases at bay. Also, you want to quit smoking and drinking, if you have, especially if you have a family history of high cholesterol. 
Now, God wants us to trust him. And as Christians, that means not being anxious for the things of this world. We all know that God performs miracles. But how many of you know that miracles involve something that we can't do on our own? So God wants us to do our part because it shows obedience. And that is what God really wants from us. So as always, I pray this message has been a blessing to you. Please pass it on to anyone you feel could use it. Hello and welcome back to Living Fit with James and Karen Roberts. I'm James Roberts. And I'm Karen Roberts. Uh, Today we'll be continuing our talk about things that maybe cause you not to be able to uh, lose weight. Last week we talked about thyroid and this week we'll be talking about polycystic ovary syndrome or PCOS and that's a condition that is a hormonal imbalance or irregular periods and uh, and it may be developing small cysts on your ovaries um, and this condition can impact up to about 7% of the uh, women uh, uh, in America and uh, of course it's a hormonal imbalance and it can uh, cause things like insulin resistance and inflammation uh, related to this condition and it make it makes it difficult for women to uh, possibly shed weight uh, yet even uh, small uh, weight loss can help you uh, with your insulin resistance and hormone levels uh, and menstrual cycles and fertility and overall quality of life in women who have this PCOS. So uh, today we'll be talking about uh, a few things that might help you uh, or may be caused by this disease. Or And we'll try to give you some tips that will help you to lose weight for those that do have the PCOS. And the first thing we would talk about is uh, maybe you could reduce uh, carb, not carb intake, but not the the carbs that we would consider good carbs or natural carbs. We're talking about refined carbohydrates. Right, like uh, sugary products or um, cold cuts and processed foods and uh, like french fries and white potatoes and white donuts yeah you know breads right uh white bread um gravy yeah uh all anything that's that's manufactured would be considered uh uh refined and you you the more of those things women eat uh they're not able to really digest well so they make you hold on to weight. Uh, they they have little or no fiber in them. So uh, another good another thing I would say is uh, sugary drinks. Mm, yeah, especially sodas and sweet tea. And th- those things can really lead to obesity, and and make you uh, uh, gain weight very easily. And if you have this disease. It just makes it even worse. Right, because approximately 70 women that have PCOS have insulin resistance. And, and this can raise your blood sugar levels to a very high, 
high uh, level. And once you have uh, insulin resistance, that leads to type 2 diabetes, which, uh, which doesn't let the uh, insulin go into your cells, which leads you to be able to have to take more insulin in, which leads to uh, more, weight more, gain. more weight gain. So, yeah. you know, uh, because insulin is a growth hormone, which makes us gain weight anyway. And that's the reason why a lot of people who become diabetics end up gaining more weight because the more weight they gain, the more resistance it is to their insulin, the more, uh, uh, because that's what makes us gain weight because we need to be able to get that uh, insulin into the cells. Right. Right. Now, the second thing is that you should be getting plenty of fiber yeah. uh, in your diet. If you, if you are a person who do, does not like vegetables, you're going to miss out on the very important nutrient that would lead you to weight loss. And, right. And if you're a person who, like, again, who likes to eat things with bread on it, uh, fried chicken, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, likes uh, uh, pancakes? Pancakes for yeah. breakfast, and you know, you start so, your day with sandwich for like, lunch. Yeah, those those are the things that's going to lead you to to really not be able to drop weight. And when a person, when when someone is already uh, living with sicknesses and diseases of any kind, the one thing you don't want to do is enhance it by by eating the wrong things and and really like anything refined is going to cause that to be true but uh we we always suggest to our clients that they start the day out with some vegetables yep. and fruits yep and uh we we start our day uh with a, a green uh smoothie yeah which yeah. you know has plenty of fiber uh, oh, we uh, eat uh, oatmeal in the morning. We get uh, flaxseed, uh, ground flaxseed on our cereals. Things like this is the thing that will improve your digestive system rather than harm you. And most people end up going through the day already uh, <coughs> clogged up from the foods that they're eating because they have no fiber. Yeah, because in the United States, the recommended daily intake for fiber is suggested to be 14 grams per 1,000 calories or around 25 grams a day. But we, especially women, are only taking in about 15 to 16 grams per day, which means that they're not getting the amount of fiber they need to nourish their body and to um, keep their systems, their digestive system moving. So in summary, we'd say from that, we'd say somebody with PCOS, PCOS that a diet high in fiber helps you re- reduce insulin resistance and promotes body weight and excess body fat. It helps you reduce all that. So in other words, you need to eat your fruits and vegetables if you want to be healthy and if you want to keep a, a small waistline. And the another thing that some people... Uh, if you're not into uh, a vegan or uh, a whole food plant-based diet, as, as we suggest, uh, a lot of people are eating a lot of protein. 
-hmm. And animal protein, although it it does uh, lead to other things, it protein does help you with this disease. But we don't suggest that you eat animal protein. We suggest you actually eat your proteins through lagoons, uh, that'd be chickpeas, you know, all kinds of beans. Uh, If you do eat animal protein, we suggest 20% of your calories or less. Right. That that, that would be the the healthiest way for you to promote a good, healthy weight loss. And, And again, we suggest that your biggest meal would be early in the morning, not late at night right and that that you uh you actually start cutting your eating back the closer you get ready to go to your bedtime um the breakfast should be the biggest meal of the day because that's where you're fueling your body for the whole day you're starting it out you're getting ready to go to work or to school or and and we have children we feed them a lot of carbs too in the morning which sugary carbs are breaded carbs with no fiber in it and a lot of people don't even go to the bathroom and and this disease requires us to actually go to the bathroom as often as we can if you if you if you're dealing with something that's already uh, toxic to your body and then you know you're, you're trying to heal yourself the more you you uh, eat things that are bad for you the more you're going to have to take medications and these things medications also lead to side effects which actually clogs you up and you don't get the results you need as far as going uh, having uh, good uh, bowel movements right so think about these things when you uh, are are picking your food choices and if you already have this disease you like I said we always suggest that you talk it over with your doctor but understand that there's only a minimal amount of things you can do physically if you're doing things in your diet that causes you to hold on to the uh, the uh, foods that you're eating. So you need to get things out of your system as quickly as possible. And a good natural thing to do is drink plenty of water and get plenty of fiber. And then again, that protein, if you're going to eat it, get Karen said, you want to do about 20% or less in your diet. Right, you, because remember, what you're trying to do is balance your your hormones. And so the um, polycystic ovary syndrome is, is um, contributes to hormonal imbalance, irregular periods, and the development of small cysts on, on your ovaries. So... In order to reverse these things or even to prevent them, you want to make sure that you eat plenty of fruits and vegetables and drink a lot of water every day. And um, you can't be concerned with um, going to the bathroom because that is a normal part of being healthy. And the, the fourth thing that we would suggest is uh, getting uh, eating good healthy fats you know some people are afraid of fats but you know we do need fats in our diet we need we need good carbs we need good proteins and we also need good fats and what are we talking about right so we're not talking about 
oils we're not talking about the fat cut off of the uh, the meat or the skin on the chicken we're talking about healthy fats like nuts in your salad um, avocados in your smoothie um, those are the kinds of fats that uh, contribute to good health and if you're going to use it all uh, we would rather you eat use coconut oil because coconut oil actually has very good uh, fats in it and, and it promotes good skin and a lot of different things that would help you with uh, with your cell uh, 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 getting your cells um, to um, be able to receive good nutrients into them again and, and even then you want it to be a small amount Another thing that uh, we talk about is the fifth thing would be eating fermented foods. Now we're not talking about uh, yogurt and stuff like that because right. we don't really promote a person who's uh, trying to be get healthy take in uh, dairy products. We we're talking about uh, foods that uh, like. Uh, Kombucha, you know. Kombucha, uh huh. But and um, you know, uh, maybe some sauerkraut or kefir yeah. or other fermented foods. Uh, because what what you're trying to do is you're trying to increase the number of beneficial uh, bacteria in your gut that's gonna boost your immune system and also help to balance your hormones. And so, again, we're talking about things that help you with their probiotics uh, in your gut microbiome. So we've talked about, you know, things, the foods that we eat, and we talk about the foods that we shouldn't eat. So let's talk about the practice of mindful eating. When we talk about sitting at the dinner table, what what we're, we're trying to eat foods balance, and we don't want to mix foods. So when we're talking about proteins and carbs proteins are digested in your uh, stomach and because of the acid and uh, carbs and fats are, are digested in your mouth in your in your uh, saliva when you're talking about uh, the alkaline so when you mix them and you drink water and they combine in your stomach they stay in your your gut in your stomach too long and you don't digest well and we end up with problems getting it out of our system which stays in too long and we ended up with uh, stomach aches and things like that and it, it leads to other problems so what you want to do is remember to be mindful being mindful also includes thinking about what you're doing when you're at the grocery store picking and choosing your foods um, on purpose and um, a lot of times we just we eat and we snack and uh, we just eat until we're full what what you want to do is uh, increase the awareness of the type of food that you're eating and um, and also while you're eating you want to be aware of just how you're eating you want to make sure you're not binge eating or eating um, emotion doing emotional eating because all of these things lead to weight gain
and in terms of um, balancing your hormones um, the PCOS if you um, are mindful of what you're eating it's going to lead to weight loss we always limit uh, processed foods and sugar sugar added to our foods uh, that would be the seventh thing that we would talk about and the one thing that is going to be very difficult for people to to lose or maintain a good weight uh, especially when you have a disease like this is if you're taking in uh, chips uh, salted chips uh, 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 cookies mm -hmm. like I said snacking mm -hmm. throughout the day uh, you should eat a good like I said good meals and not not snack throughout the day however if you substitute those foods with whole foods like let's say you ate um, a sweet potato and some vegetables or something like that you'll find that you will be full longer throughout the day you won't be as hungry and that greatly contributes to weight loss yes studies indicate that minimally processed real foods not only raise blood sugar less than uh, highly uh, processed foods but are also more satisfying so getting real food like Karen was saying like sweet potatoes uh, you know even if you eat pastas you want to eat you know whole grains don't eat uh, white refined uh, pastas and stuff like that you know some people tell us that they like pizza and stuff like that you these are not things that are are good for a person with a disease like this and if you want to be comfortable and live a good long healthy life and not always sick and, and feeling run down and uh, you want you want to make sure that you don't let other people as Karen talked uh, about the peer pressure uh, last time you don't want people to pressure you into doing things that you know that's going to actually harm you uh, later in the day so or later in life so right. so don't don't let other people drive you to be sick so right. uh, the eighth thing is we have to reduce inflammation and inflammation in your body is is a, a natural response to infection and uh, uh, one of our shows we we certainly tell you that if you're going to take in sugary foods especially white cane sugar foods you're going to be uh, feeling the effects of that, mm -hmm. whether you're, you're sick with any kind of disease, you're going to feel the effects of that. And the more you do it, it actually ruins your joints. So that inflammation is going to be there. And sometimes a lot of people think that um, that uh, the sugar in fruit uh, is going to keep them in, inflamed also. But really, the fruit has fiber in it. So a lot of those sugars will be eliminated um rather than going through the blood system when the fiber will grab onto it and it will eliminate it um through your uh, urine and um it will not be you know processed through the body yeah inflammation is uh common in women with PCOS so and has been linked to the obesity and eating uh, a diet high in whole foods especially fruits and vegetables uh, this may be a safeguard against inflammation so that would be the thing that you'd want to do like I said get good uh, uh, things like uh, grapes and blueberries and 
raspberries. These things actually promote uh, good blood flow. So you you don't want the inflammation. You want blood flow to your to your cells so that you can get the, that inflammation out. The next thing we'd say, don't undereat. Right. Uh, some people uh, try to starve themselves into a caloric. Uh, <laughs> they try to lose weight by starving themselves yeah, and not you, eating a lot. Yeah, and yeah. that that leads to you uh, when you do sit down, you do uh, munch on the wrong things, and, right. you, and you end up gaining weight because you're trying to think, well, if I only eat this, this time of day, then I'm going to be able to lose weight. And that's not true. Because if you're not getting enough fiber in your diet, you still won't get that out of your system. And most people are also, as we told you last time with the thyroid, they're they're dehydrated. Yeah. And dehydration also leads to weight gain. A lot of people don't, don't believe that. They think that because they drink sodas and they drink teas and they drink coffee, mm-hmm. that these things promote good health, and they yeah. don't. Not right. for a person who has uh, sickness in their body. And you have to, your body has to actually uh, fight harder when you're taking in something other than good nutrients into your body. Water, water is really the only thing that you really need to drink in order for you to be fueled. And uh, also, if you um, get, getting back to the under, do not under eat. Um, especially if you do that for a long-term period of time, what happens is it tends to slow down your metabolism. So um, although you are restricting calories, um, it's likely to lead to short-term weight loss versus long-term weight loss. And the body will begin to adapt to that and um, reducing the overall number of calories that you're going to burn anyway. So... Um, you would really be doing yourself a disservice by under-eating. And eating too few calories negatively impacts your hormones. So the the thing that you're trying to cure, you actually will be hurting yourself even more by eating too few calories. And the next thing uh, we would talk about is be a person who exercises regularly. People who have uh, insulin resistance, especially these people, should be getting at least two hours of some kind of physical activity a day. Uh, it's very, it's very, very important that we realize that our health comes from being active. And uh, even and, if, and if you can't do two hours, an hour, thirty minutes, or something, because your body is meant to move. And if if you if you start stressing out and say I can't do two hours and then you just it's it's very easy to give up. So start wherever you are and go from there. And get enough sleep. Make sure that you are not up between the hours of nine and two, nine nine p.m. and two a.m. If possible, because yeah. there are some we know that there are some third shift you know people or second shift people, but every opportunity you can you should try to be sleep between nine and two and we need to manage our stress like i said don't get stressed out be active exercise eat right don't stress yourself and the last thing we would say is consider uh making sure you get out in the sun making sure you get uh, the water you need 
and making sure you get a, a good clean air. Uh, this, this has been uh, uh, our study on uh, polycystic uh, uh, syndrome. And we, we just want you to understand that it's a, it's, we can't help what we already have, but we can do what we can to be healthier. So if this has been a blessing to you, please tell somebody about our show. And uh, then we'll be here next week and we'll talk about other things that may lead you to, that you might not be able to lose weight. But don't be afraid to exercise and be in good health. Keep living fit and, and doing, doing what, what matters. matters. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Living Fit. Please consult a physician or fitness professional before beginning any activity if you are under their care. If you would like to contact James or Karen, you can do so through the website, Facebook at livingfit.com.co or call 336-285-5999. Until next time, keep living fit and do what matters. Thank you.